Welcome back to 17 Karat K-Pop. If you're in the USA, I hope you had a nice Thanksgiving break or survived it. If you're a fellow anxiety haver like me, congrats, you made it. Now it's back to business and we have a ton to cover. So you know I don't like long intros, so let's just dive right in. Big topic number one in the world of K-pop news. More twists and turns in the 50-50 legal case. 5050's agency troubles, we've talked about at length throughout the course of the twists and turns, so I won't repeat any of that. The update started that we have not covered yet, October 20th. Kina made a big confession, revealing that the Givers, remember there are two companies involved, the Givers and Attract, the Givers coerced the members to apply for those injunctions to basically null and void their Attract contracts. So yes, it turns out, not just speculation, Kina herself confirmed the Givers was trying to kind of take them away from a tract. She alleges they even suggested she fake a COVID diagnosis to get out of the attract supply dorm room, just to further distance herself from anything to do with them. The staffers even talked on the phone with Kina's parents, implying there was a, a debt that they would incur were they not to take their advice. She recalls feeling blindsided, saying after getting this advice to fake the COVID diagnosis, the givers offer no public or material support to the now stressed for legal reasons girls. Like the givers were trying to pull them away from competition with Attract, but not giving them anything to go away to in terms of stability and help with representation. The tell-all interview in which Kina gave these remarks included a ton of other info, including the reveal that she was owed 6.5% of the copyright ownership of the hit song Cupid, but she realized she was getting not 6.5%, but 0.5% due to the givers forcing her to sign a deal to take that cut. She says she was misled, kind of tricked into signing over more than the percent she thought she was. It was also confirmed Warner Music Korea had offered a buyout of the girl group of 20 billion won, which is almost $15 million USD. This offer, though, the givers did not tell Attract about. So again, it's not just the givers tried to mess with the relationship with Attract. They also wanted Attract to stay totally oblivious to any future agency activity, not interfere in any way with not just the givers, but with any other company that would get a hold of 50-50. It's all overall a power struggle for ownership of this girl group. The members were called into a meeting with the givers, and they were given three options. Framed is that was it. You want a career? You pick one of these three, nothing else. Apply for an injunction from a tract. Accept an investment from Keiko, or accept an investment from CJENM. In the meeting, the investments were framed as kind of debt, like loans more than buyouts. So they would have to pay them back in due time, which was also framed apparently in that meeting as proof Attract didn't care about them, making them pay off investments in their future. With that sounding less than ideal, the only other option was A, apply for injunctions. And sure enough, the contracts were terminated between Attract and three of the members October 19th. The tell interview came out October 20th, where Kina revealed the behind-the-scenes drama, and where she apologized for just relying on what the givers told her. She trusted what they said, as opposed to just trying to clear the air directly with people from a tract. 
She just heard what they said Attract was saying about them instead of clarifying directly with them. But Attract was not done in this fight. They said they terminated those three contracts and, quote, this comes as they show no sign of remorse for violating their contract, unquote. Presumably the violation they're alluding to would be exclusivity of the contract. Again, this whole thing is strange with the element of initial cooperation. The givers and attract were not just rivals this whole time. They had jointly agreed to work to represent 50-50. Then it became a power struggle. Symbolically, they both wanted more than a 50-50 split. So anyway, Attract said they, quote, will discuss follow-up measures against the members in the future, unquote. Basically saying, even if you don't see us fighting this injunction now, in court eventually, we will do that. October 24th, the Seoul High Court stuck to their decision initially that rejected the members' appeals. Basically said nothing changes with the state of the contracts, who is in, who is out. October 26th, a memorandum of understanding was signed by JTBC, the network, to partner with Attract for a new girl group audition program. This is totally speculation and unlikely, but it is odd in good promo-wise, in an all-press-is-good-press way, that this new girl group audition show announcement is coming out when all the headlines are covering 50-50. Opportune timing. An October 19th statement confirmed that Kina would attend the Billboard Music Awards in November. And a tract was not done with 50-50 would try to, quote, reorganize the group, unquote. Then November 2nd, a new statement from a track said they decided the new 50-50 would be, quote, centering around Kina, unquote, and feature three new members. Because the other three, their contracts ended, Kina's did not. So all in all, the givers are not as holding on to the upper hand here as Attract is when it comes to Kina and whoever joins the group next. What I would really love much more clarity about, so if you're an insider, hit me up, you can be anonymous, would love to know more about the mindset, the planning regarding Kina's solo endeavors. Because, I mean, she was photographed. It was a big press moment going to the airport. Like, here she is getting to represent the group at the BBMAs. This is huge, but the BBMAs this year were all online. There was zero red carpet. Performances were all filmed from different parts of the world. There was no unified location this year. It was a very odd remote year for the award show. So it seems like a strange staged thing. Like here she is going to this award show that didn't happen. And again, interesting with the timing of them trying to promote a new girl group audition show. So I just, I'm curious how much Kina being the face for Attract right now is very intentional for promo and how much is her genuinely winning. Like, is it a win for her that she got to quote-unquote go to the BBMAs, that she gets to travel and speak out? Or is that all forced? I'm just very curious how much say right now and in the future Kina will have, what the others are thinking. The big what now questions abound. 
I would expect this group to stay in the headlines for one reason or another. Maybe for legal court case reasons, maybe for more mundane ones, but the paparazzi will not forget them. And clearly they still have international name recognition aspirations as a company. I don't think they will just throw in the towel and not still try to make 50-50 that face internationally of the brand. Speaking of global promo, we have a lot of K-pop around the world, the Hollywood wave related headlines to get to. Definitely keep expecting Latin America to be invested in and K-pop artists teaming up with Latin pop stars because I do think they see the big momentum boost for Latin pop with a Western audience, with the biggest music markets in the world. Same with Afrobeats. Latin pop and Afrobeats definitely will continue to be something K-pop companies want to get in on the hype about. And Hybe Latin America being established then is no surprise. So Hybe has officially acquired Exile Content's Spanish-language division, Exile Music. Hybe Latin America will work on both recruiting and cultivating new talent and being an agency to rep existing talent. The head of the board of Hybe Latin America will be Isaac Lee, who is a former Univision chief content officer. Meanwhile, Live Nation signed a multi-year strategic pact to still work on producing JYP artists' shows. More global touring from Stray Kids, Twice, Itzy, ideally. Meanwhile, SM Entertainment formed an agreement with Moon and Back, a UK TV production company. And yeah, as much as the term was roasted, they're still trying to make UK pop happen, and a new UK boy band is set to be made in 2024. And if you don't like that, too bad. Pre-production already underway. The channels that will broadcast it still TBA or TBD. Moon and Back was founded by people behind The X Factor, Britain's Got Talent, the UK media icons. So Hybe in Latin America, Live Nation working with JYP, SM Entertainment working with the UK company, lots of big moves. Then there's the Korean entertainment company, CJENM, who just signed a deal with Manga Productions. They signed a memorandum of understanding to co-produce and co-distribute material with a Saudi Arabian company. Like we talked about on a past episode, the Saudi Arabia investments that K-pop companies have been doing lately, those don't seem to be changing course. They see a market there. Or they're just very wooed because of the overt push Saudi Arabia has made the past few years to change their reputation on the global stage, be known for different things. So they're really investing in pop culture to do that. And these companies are seemingly not showing any qualms about buying into that. This agreement is a follow-up to when CJENM signed with Saudi Arabia back in 2022, the same year KCON came to Saudi Arabia. Anyway, this new agreement with Manga Productions will cover TV, film, webtoons, all of it. So much media. If you think you're hearing more English words in K-pop songs than you used to, you're not just feeling like that's the case. It really is quantifiable that the amount of English in K-pop songs is really, really up. Interestingly, way more so for girl groups. They have been incorporating more English into their song lyrics than past generations of K-pop superstars. 
In 2018, the percent of lyrics that were English in K pop songs, according to Circle Chart data crunching, 22.4% of the lyrics. For the first half of this year, 41.3%. The biggest rises were indeed girl group songs, and the most English lyrics were found in G Idol stuff. Actually, the least English lyrics were found in Ive songs, which still have quite a few if you ask me, so that just shows you how much English language in K pop songs is really just way more widespread than it used to be. Not a word here or there anymore, maybe a line or a whole verse. One roadblock to all this globalization of music has been visa issues. And once again, a K pop group has had a visa issue. The boy band Great Guys were set for a whirlwind world tour, November 12th through 19th. That's it. World tour, 12th through 19th. And at the very last minute, the whole tour was called off due to visa issues getting into Miami. To make up for it, they did have a special free YouTube live stream show. So that's great. But I feel bad for them. Let's move on to our next topic. This is a bit disturbing, I'll warn you, because we're going to talk about some recent stabbings. Super Junior member Ki Hyun suffered a minor injury in a random knife attack. While backstage at a musical he's in, a random woman in her 30s with no prior relationship to him or anyone else in the cast or crew that authorities could determine entered his backstage room with a knife. He tried to restrain her, and that is when he got a finger injury. Then, a woman was stabbed at the VMAs in Japan. She had to get treated at the hospital for serious injuries. This was the evening of November 23rd. No reported deaths or serious injuries except for the one hospitalized person. And again, they could not assess a clear motive or goal. The warning signs seemed non existent. The programming and events had been in full swing for hours already when this happened in the evening. So, just mid event, someone was stabbed and chaos ensued. Starting this past summer, concerns were raised in South Korea over this pattern the uptick in seemingly just totally random knife attacks, public stabbings, with no clear motive. This phenomenon was dubbed Mujima, which translates to don't ask why. And it really started a conversation about mental health access or lack thereof in South Korea. I do think it's important, though, to look at the bigger, broader context in which this spate of stabbings is occurring. Not to belittle this horrible trend, but just to make sure we keep perspective. It's not like the country is a hellhole or anything. The crime rate in South Korea is still relatively low compared to other countries, and the arrests for violent crime in Seoul have actually decreased throughout the last decade. So this trend is unnerving, but again, hopefully, a silver lining from the conversation raised an important one about mental health incidents, awareness of those incidents, and how to respond with. Compassion and nip the violent tendencies in the bud before before this kind of thing happens. In better legal news, Chris Wu tried to have his 13 year prison sentence for very violent, unspeakably dark stuff. That appeal was rejected. So, 13 years it is. Let's do a total 180 and talk about angelic people. <laughs> Topic four Blackpink updates. There are quite a few, one actually a bit related to what we talked about with mental health awareness. Rose spoke out about the importance of mental health and self care at a special event in the US hosted by Jill Biden, the First Lady. 
This panel was held at an Apple campus in California, and she opened up about her own mental health journey, how she's needed to prioritize herself and her own well-being, realizing how it's linked to the well-being of others and the ability to see her fans. And I love that perspective of self-care can't be selfish if it's a way to make yourself the best you can be because that means you're the best you can be if you show up for other people. Showing up as your best self benefits them too. You can't be super helpful to someone if you yourself have not taken care of things. She put it more eloquently than I just did, but good message. And she said, quote, These trials later became lessons for me to learn that in order to create and share positivity through my music, my mental health needs to be taken care of as a matter of priority. And prioritizing my mental health has helped me incredibly to complete my recent world tour and meet my fans all over the world, unquote. The whole group also got a special recognition recently after attending Buckingham Palace's Korean State Banquet. They went with South Korea's president, Yoon Suk-yeol. Then they got an award that in history only two other musicians have gotten, Adele and the Beatles, MBEs, MBE status, honorary members of the Order of the British Empire named that by King Charles as a thank you for their climate change awareness. Another update, just related to Blackpink, so I'll throw it in here, otherwise unrelated. They have a new Takashi Murakami line coming out December 8th. Speaking of artists we love who are leaving a good global positive impact, topic 5 today, what Seventeen has been up to. We will talk about their big UNESCO speeches in an upcoming episode, but just know they happened at the UNESCO Youth Forum in Paris November 14th. The members gave special speeches about music and connecting people. They also talked about the need to ensure access to education and just a sense of friendship and camaraderie. June said, quote, where there is a friend, there is confidence and courage, unquote. Okay, now I said I'd talk about the substance of the speeches in a future episode, but I had to give that quote right away. I love that so much. Where there is a friend, there is confidence and courage. Quote of the day material, really nice. They all had sweet things to say and treated us to special new live versions of five songs. Don't forget tickets are out now if you want to watch the live premiere of their Japanese show, Follow. That tour date will stream in theaters as a movie, December 16th, live from Japan. You could find out where it's screening if you go to 17cinemas.com. They joined the lineup for a special New Year's Eve show in Japan. Mingyu sounded like he would go on quite a long hiatus due to back pain, but a statement came out confirming he's back and better really soon, which was great, assuming it's true. He also covers Cosmo Korea's December issue, Dino has been busy. He released his mixtape Wait, November 27th, and a new OST for Castaway Diva, Icarus. They've also released special performance videos for the new album 17th Heaven, which is officially the first K-pop album to surpass 5 million album sales in just one week. And they continue to dominate in Japan because there it earned gold certification. Number six, let's talk programming updates, live shows, concerts, TV, etc. HYBE and NBC ended a years-long feud. They really did. I really am cautiously optimistic that they really did. 
You might recall back in 2019, BTS participated in a year-end award show based in the U.S., which stopped them from performing at NBC's year-end music festival. So since they chose the U.S. over NBC, it seemed to be a blacklist against HYBE agency artists not performing on Music Core, the big music show from NBC. October 30th this year, Mr. Bang of HYBE and NBC's president, An Hyun Jun, met in person and shook hands for quite a historic photo in K-pop history. This followed the NBC president's invite and apology. Mr. June and that president said, quote, We firmly agree that there's a need to establish a relationship between artists and broadcasting companies. We also agree to improve the long-standing flawed production culture between broadcasting and entertainment companies and create an environment for content production with mutual respect and consideration, unquote. Mr. Bang said, quote, I'd like to express my deep gratitude to NBC for their sincere apology and their commitment to improving the rights of K-pop artists. I hope this meeting will serve as a starting point for a new era where a healthy content production environment is established across the entire domestic entertainment industry, unquote. I have two main thoughts about this. Well, besides yay. One is, it's interesting timing them deciding to have this olive branch moment when BTS are not active as a group. Now they're saying it's all water under the bridge, we're not jealous of each other, or whatever, because there's nothing to be jealous of. It's not like right now, NBC is missing opportunities to see BTS because they're in the US. No, they're in the military. By the way, since we last talked, the update is the rest of the members are all enlisting as one at the same time, or around the same time. But anyway, so with them inactive as a full group, it's easier to say, aren't we friends now? It'll be interesting if they stay firm and say, yeah, we've moved past that when BTS actually is back on the scene. I hope hard feelings are truly forgotten. It's also an opportune moment to make up because Mr. Bang has been in some past interviews that we talked about on past episodes really I don't want to say sounding the alarm, that's a bit extreme, but really reiterating again and again this concern he has that K-pop is peaked, like that it'll never be at its highest peak of global popularity as it once was. There will never be a next BTS, which marketing-wise, as someone who has to be forward-thinking owning a company, it worries him. And although K-pop is so mainstream now globally, domestically, it's not at its peak anymore, according to him. So he has the sense of urgency, it seems, in interviews to restore this sense of K-pop being in its heyday. It's interesting because, again, it's so popular now. It's so mainstreamed, but he doesn't feel like mission accomplished. He sounds so unsettled and concerned, like this won't last, we gotta find new ways to stay relevant. I would argue trying to keep K-pop interest is easier than he's making it seem. I might think differently if I ran a company. I might be stressed about that every single day. So I do think this new cooperation is indirectly saying, yeah, we realize we need each other. We're on the same team here. We should not fight each other. We should all work together, be in harmony, working together because we can't create factions in a sustainable industry. We need to be a strong, united front. We need allies, basically. Just my read of it. Meanwhile, there are tons of award show and TV show updates I'm going to go through rapid-fire style. 
The BBMA winners were announced. Winners included Blackpink, New Jeans, Stray Kids 5 Star, Jungkook Son 7, and although 5050 did not win top group or duo, they did have a song on the winning soundtrack, Barbie the Album, so that's something. There were tons of great MTV VMAs wins. Yoasobi, Niju, Mrs. Green Apple won big, Ten Feet, Yay for Them, Be First, Bright, The Boys, Cha Unwoo, Stray Kids. At the Japan Record Awards, Juju won Best Singer, and in Hyphen won a Special International Award. And the New Artist Award went to Lil League. The Minister of Culture, Sports, and Tourism commendations this year went to. Many artists, including New Jeans, The Boys, Ive, Ten Centimeters, and Mellomance. EMA wins two for Jungkook and one for TXT. TXT recently got a feature in Crayon Shinchan, which has been around since 1992. The episode is called TXT is Here, and they performed Happy Fools in it. Apparently, merch and a comic cameo are also in the works. The Korean dubbed version of the episode, which they contributed their own dialogue to, they did in the Japanese one too. The Korean version, that release date is still TBA as of recording time. NCT Dream have a fun new reality show that will be out through December on Weavers. Starstruck, get it? Like Star's Truck? A show where they're going to try to run a food truck that was filmed in LA. When the K pop reality shows go to LA, we're in for some memorable misadventures. Meta is leaning into VR later this year with Blackpink's VR Concert Encore. So you could basically relive in virtual reality the Born Pink World Tour Soul Finale show. More details to come, so I'll keep you posted. Navar is ending on stage, the weekly music program that has helped spotlight indie and lesser known artists for 13 years now. Unsook from Rise and Wendy from Red Velvet are voicing characters in the Korean dubbed version of Trolls Band Together. A new music core MC, Yunhoon from The Boys. Show Champion also has an MC switch up, with G Idol's Mian stepping down after nearly three years as host. And stepping down from Show Champion MCing, Billy Suki and Sua and Nana from Woo Ah. N hyphen made a Thanksgiving Day parade appearance in the Macy's parade on the baby shark float. This is what happens when you're right between heaven and hell. That purgatory is exactly seeing N hyphen, but while they dance to baby shark, it is what it is. Take it or leave it. NCT Nation, a special concert movie, is coming to theaters worldwide this December. More info at nctnationincinemas.com. Jungkook was on the Today Show, Fallon, the whole nine yards. Lay Seraphim was on the Today Show. Kane Daniel came back to host season two of Street Dance Girls Fighter. And Hyphen were on Good Morning America. And BTS announced a new docuseries. Yes, another one. This one coming December 20th on Disney Plus called BTS Monuments Beyond the Star. Speaking of wanting K pop to stay global, that Disney Plus partnership has been really paying off, I think. All right, a ton more rapid fire headlines to get to, so please bear with me. There's so much to cover. J pop girl group Fakey is disbanding, officially after their final live show in mid January 2024. They were so good. They were so cool. I'm gonna miss them. The final EP Departure came out November 15th. Akina, Hina, and Taki all plan to pursue solo careers. Meanwhile, Lil Fang and Mikako are just graduating from the group. It's been about a decade, and what a decade it was. 
After a DUI, Teo left the group DKB. B2B decided to not renew their Cube Entertainment contracts after 11 years with them. And this is not confirmed yet as of recording time, but rumors are that they're trying to do what Infinite did and get some trademark rights out of this. Meanwhile at Cube, Pentagon member Hansok also left. Card is ready for a big global moment, signing with UTA. Hyuna joined at Area, the same company where X Dawn is, and you know I'm always hoping for them to get back together, so the K-drama writes itself. Two celebrity ex-lovers find themselves crossing paths again all the time once they sign to the same company. I can see it now. Rocky from Astro started his own company, One Fine Day Entertainment. Dio left SM Entertainment to sign with Susu. B2B member Chang Sub joined Fantiago. Pentagon's Hansok moved to Andmark. Neve, N-I-V-E, launched Chapter M, his own record label. Mimi Rose left their company, but planned to stay a group and promote together under a newly established agency. Rise member Soon Han is going on an indefinite hiatus, basically kicked out of the group after a social media leak-related controversy. Must Be terminated their contracts with Must M Entertainment. Must Be was a great group, another sad moment for band dissolutions. Apparently with the company, it was a mutually agreed-upon decision to terminate the contracts. NCT New Team have joined Weverse. NXD launched Socials, their new boy group from Mamamoo's company, so watch out for them. Yunhee joined Instagram from Rocket Punch. NMix launched a new Twitter account that's not their brand account, this one's more personal. Bang Yidam, formerly from Treasure, launched his solo socials. New enlistments include the BTS members RM, Jimin, V, Jungkook, Hyunwon from Monsta X, Chang Jo from Teen Top, and Forestella's Ko Rim. An enormous amount of stars right now are on health-related hiatuses, from mourning deaths in the family to injuries to illness. I mean, there's Jesse, Chunha, Tiffany, Sunhua, Sua, Hoyun, Huarin, Boni, Leah from Itzy. I really, really respect her being open about the reason being anxiety, needing a mental health-related break. I can relate to that for sure, and I admire her candor, especially coming from a group with a reputation for being so confident. When that's your whole image, to admit you're feeling vulnerable is a really big deal. And I'm very happy she felt like she had the support to be honest about that, not put up a front. Congrats to Chen, who is officially married again. (laughs) He married officially, actually, in 2020, but he finally had his wedding. And all the XO members, including Kai, got to go. Other marriages, or soon-to-happen marriages as of recording time, Girls' Day Sojin, Mimi from Goo Goo Dan, with M-Black member Thunder, James Lee, and Hayen from Laboom, to a non-celebrity. Lee Soong-gi is gonna be a dad, so is Sleepy, the rapper. My Worlds Collided, the music baby of my dreams, could be happening. I've always said Espa should totally do something in the studio with Grimes. And Grimes and Espa, they didn't do that, but they did the second best thing, which is of a special long-form video conversation, an artist-on-artist feature for Rolling Stone. Grimes and Espa together, that day was historic for me. New Lightstick Designs are here for ATBO and Weekly. New fandom name announcements for Bang Yidam Solo. His fandom is The Yellow D, like Yidam and Melody.
and Boy Next Door, their fandom is one door, all one word. The Rose have a super cute new piece of merch, these plushy alter egos called the Rosebuds. So if you need a Christmas shopping idea, and you could also get your friends the webtoons that are now in print. The Star Seekers and Seven Fates Chaco. I'm guessing Dark Moon will be out before you know it. The dates vary actually for official publication. So far confirmed publishers include those in the US, Thailand, France, Germany, and Korea. N hyphen are the first global ambassadors Dr. Jart Plus, a Korean skincare brand, has partnered with. Light Sum, now rep Nature Republic. Nayeon reps Swarovski for their holiday campaign. J Park is a new Gucci brand ambassador. In Winter from Espa is now the face of Polo Ralph Lauren. New U.S. gold certifications are from JYP artists Itzy's Wannabe and Twice's I Can't Stop Me. Lastly, Jungkook became the first soloist in Hanteo chart history to surpass 2 million album sales in one day for Golden. A couple of quick final thoughts. One I want to share is that my Purple Kiss concert review is on my site now and at 17karatkpop.substack.com. In the article, you can watch to see the best moments of the show, the cutest, the funniest, the cute agio, the Chicago-themed agio, cool covers, the incredible acapella. They were just incredible. I really had a lot of good things to say about them. Really, they're just such true performers. They're such naturals, so multi-talented. So more thoughts on that in that Substack piece. I can link to it in the show notes as well. And I can talk about it more if you want on the show when I recap the whole year, my year in review episode. Second, I want to say my condolences to two people, to their families and friends. One is Charlie Park, Jun Jin from Xinhua's dad and a singer himself. My thoughts are also with the loved ones of 24-year-old Nahi, aka Lim Nahi, who passed away November 8th, with no other detail provided. Very, very sad, way too young. I interviewed Nahi for the site. I can link to that in the description too. I encourage you to read it. It's a free post. It's not paywalled. It's not about the clicks. I just really want, I wish more people had gotten to hear what she had to say. She was a really cool, creative person. I really grew to admire her more after the interview, hearing about her goal in life was to love herself and be happy with that. And she had some other just incredible quotes about other artists and hope and perseverance. And I just, I really admire her worldview. And her music was so special and way underrated. So she was a rising star gone too soon. And I hope you take some time to check out her work and the interview. Lastly, today's PSA will help you with Christmas shopping. Please shop small this season. Please help independent creators of all kinds. I know how much it means, how excited we get when someone checks out what we do. Our art, our podcasting, writing, independent creators really could use your support this holiday season. Don't you want to make their day? So if you're like, well, who do I buy from? There's a great guide to so many small businesses. So go to www.becauseican.com and you'll find tons there. You're, of course, always welcome to message me if you even want to promote a K-pop-themed small business, an Etsy shop or something on the show. Message me. Maybe we could make that happen. Or if you just want to shout out one, there's a comment box directly in the episode description if Spotify is where you're listening. Thank you guys so much. It was a ton of news to cover today. Thanks for bearing with me. And I will talk to you all again very soon. Bye, everybody.